I had a funny thought pop in my head as soon as I, got I took that me. swig of water, and then I I was just done after that. I apologize. All it's right. all good. I got uh, from I got top. I got the numbers. So just okay. ah, dang it. Jay Z would be disappointed in me. Yeah, that's the reason Jay Z would be disappointed <laughs> in you. Anyways, <laughs> this is the absurd journey of three church planners reintroducing familiar ideas in unfamiliar ways. This is the Bless Up Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is the Bless Up Podcast. I'm Rachel here with Corey and James. It's our first podcast of 2023. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, new year, new me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> in the spirit of that, <laughs> in the spirit of resolutions, be, uh, the, re- be the resolution. This year, I'm going to be nurturing. <laughs> No, you're not. How do you guys feel today? <laughs> do you guys feel good? Let's dig in. Let's <laughs> dig in. Let's. How can I care for you? You guys are on one right now. Like it's like a hit record, and something happened. Uh, shout out to my nurturers. I need y'all, man. I need y'all in my life. We all do. We all do. But all right, <clears throat> our question, our question today. What? Is something you've quit? This podcast. <laughs> Dude, you're going to break the mic. Oh, sorry. All right. I'm just kidding. Take <laughs> Just kidding. What is something you've quit? I mean, the list is so long <laughs> that I can't, like, it literally was like Christianity and Christian discipleship that stopped me from quitting stuff. I mean, I can think. Like, as early as being a kid. And now I'm realizing it's because I'm, like, overt. Like, my lackadaisical loose nature is from actually being overtly competitive. So as a kid, like, if I knew I was going to lose something, yep. I would immediately and automatically quit, quit before, before the end of the game because uh, I didn't want to lose. Yeah. Oh. And, I, and I remember, like, my brother probably, I hope you're listening to said, he probably... <laughs> He probably still to this day doesn't want to play Madden or any video games with me. I was yep because if he if thing. he was gonna beat me, I was gonna pause it, pause reset, pause reset, or just hit. <laughs> I was gonna hit quit. <laughs> yep. If I was playing at the boys and girls club yep. and we were playing a board game, I get up and leave. Yep. Like, and it was just it was just like a habitual like yes. quitting that turned into over time like, and as I got saved, it turned into just like. I'd rather not. Were you ever playing video games at a friend's house and you were about to lose and so you just pulled your controller out of the out of the socket and freaking left? Bro, not only that, but like I was over one of the homies' house. I think it was Mike Cove. We were over his house. We were playing Madden and we had to stop to go to football practice. I think I was in sixth or seventh grade. We had to stop to go to football practice. So he was like, bro. I got this memory card, bro. He's memory like, card. He's like, we could. Just, he's yes. like, I could pop this in. We was saved it the, the 15 game. Fifteen gigs. The yeah, fifteen. It was gigabyte? a big one, bro. Yeah. He's like, I got this memory <laughs> oh, card. Oh, he had the sixty-four. Oh, he, he was had the balling, big one, bro. Balling. He had the okay, big one, bro. Mike Cuff. And he was like, he's like, we can save this game, bro. We can pick it up later. I literally, as soon as he like, he's like, I'm gonna go change. He saved the game. Deleted it. Oh. Took out the memory card. Absolutely. Like, I, I, like, I was like, I was like, he's, I was like, he's sparking me. I was like. I'm not coming. I was like, I know I'm going to be here tomorrow. 
I was like, I'm not picking this up. Rachel's literally <laughs> looking at me like, is, is this a thing? Is this a thing that happened? Right. Yes, it is a I, thing that happened I'm, in all childhoods of our generation. Yes. I, I just like, if I knew I was going to lose 100%. when we were at the park, I would start an argument or I'd like foul somebody hard, start a fight. So like we like we lost the game. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I actually... I don't think you've ever said anything that I've resonated with more deeply <laughs> for, than what you just said. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I I resonate with none of this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually like realized when you were talking, because we, we decided on this question like two seconds before I hit record, so I actually hadn't thought of an answer. I I think I'm like a toxic non-quitter. Like I obsess over things. I obsess over things in like such a bad way. Like it's actually so hard for me to quit things, but it is simultaneously very hard for me to start things because I'm so afraid of failing. Yeah. So I just, I'm more likely to do nothing Mm -hmm. and then, and then stick with something for way, way, way too long. Like when I injured my yeah. back in high school and they told me that I was going to have to quit gymnastics and cheer and dance, do you know what I did? Instead of quitting, instead of quitting, I, yes. Yeah. I and, 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 I, and I figured out ways to not have to use my back in that way and continue in what I was mm-hmm. doing. Like quitting the, like I actually have prayed before and said, God, if you want me to not be in this place, you are going to have to remove me because I'm not going to quit. Mm-hmm. Like I've actually prayed that. Like mm-hmm. so, I I actually think maybe that's a real problem yeah. that I need to think about. It's your perfectionist tendencies. Yeah, we we've been talking a lot about that lately, huh? Yeah, you know what? Mind your business. It's not, it's not a podcast <laughs> about me. <laughs> no, I think like. I don't think I've verbalized it till right now, but I've been I've been thinking about this a lot lazy lately. I've come to a place where like failure I've learned that like failure is okay because like as long as I fail forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at this point, like I'm gonna learn from it. Yeah. Like yep. so failure, especially like professionally as it's concerned, like oh, yeah. failure, I'm like, cool. Cool with that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna fail forward. My 20s taught me, like, yeah, I'll fail forward. I know now how to recover from it in, yeah. like, a different way. I'm going to fail forward. We're going to move on. But, man, I think, like, failure and losing are even two different things. Yeah. Because, huh. like, fail, like, in my, like, the way I'm delineating it right now, like, failure, yeah, that's a, in most cases for me, it's, like, an isolated thing. It's, like, other people can see it. But, like, I'm going to have to deal with it. For me, like, losing means that, like, you beat me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, you beat me. And it's like a, yeah, it's like a thing. Yeah, I got to take that to the cross. I don't Got to go meditate on that one. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because the, the, the first thing I thought of as soon as you, as soon as that little red light, it ain't little. It's big. That big, that big red recording light yeah, came on, and you said, "And you said, uh, uh, so what's something you quit?" I don't know if this was like my humor or if this was like some deep, dark, real part of me that I need to process. But like, like the first thing I thought was when you said, "What? What's something you quit?" I literally thought applying myself in school. 
Like, well, yeah, that's one hundred and fifty percent true. I was like, yeah, I, rem- I remember the day it happened. I, I remember the well, day that's it happened. Super interesting. Like, I remember. This is so so mean. I will I will refuse to use the individual's name, but I remember the first day of sixth grade, walking into sixth grade, and I remember I remember seeing an individual in my class that like failed tremendously. I've never seen somebody fail at so many things academically than I did this individual in fifth grade. And when this person walked into sixth grade, I was like, he gets to be here. Hold on. Hold on. There's some, there's a lot less effort <laughs> I can be putting into this. This is, this is one of the rare moments when I wish that we video recorded this podcast so that James and I's faces were captured. Oh, oh my God. I've been working too hard. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, Should we edit that out? No, but this is one of those moments when I'm like, this is one of those things our kids are not allowed to listen to until they're a certain age. Now I gotta go. I gotta go call uh, Low D and ask her. Ask her who it was. Oh my gosh! LB, who was it? It Tell me. See, but see, but listen. Even you saying that. Oh my gosh, you guys. I, I'm having such a personal epiphany. I think I need to go to counseling. Um, even you saying that, that you like quit applying yourself in school. I like can't stop school. I'm literally going back to school this year. I just fill out a FAFSA because I'm like, I must <laughs> achieve the highest level of school. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I think I need to work on my life. Yeah, I, honestly, <laughs> I, did, I didn't come to a point of like, learning how to appropriately value education until probably honestly until probably when I transferred uh to schools down here like honestly I don't think I valued education at all uh until until my second university um so yeah that's I think that's probably a whole a whole separate podcast but I think the 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 original uh intention <clears throat> there we go transition segue uh <laughs> of asking this question let's forget I said that and let's talk about the fact that I think a lot of us right now, uh, as we got together to uh, to do this podcast and uh, talking about things going on, like we're all to some extent fighting this spirit of like wanting to give up in a lot of ways. And unfortunately, despite the examples that we shared, uh, none of us are in a point uh, a point of life where that's the appropriate response, right? But that doesn't make that feeling any less valid that feeling of wanting to like pause reset or just pull the controller out and walk away or being like, man, you know what? I'm not even going to put this type of effort in anymore. Right. Um, we get to this point where we want to give up, but life doesn't stop. And a lot of us right now, I think in real time are living in this tension of, uh, I feel overwhelmed. Um, I feel unsupported. Um, I don't feel like working hard anymore, at least not right now. And I'm really fighting the, the tendency or the, the temptation, I should say, of, of just giving up and walking away from something that could ultimately be substantial. So, so yeah, I'd be interested in hearing, um, on a more serious side, like your guys' thoughts, uh, into, into this season of life. 
Yeah, I think the temptation to quit is real for many of us. I know for me personally, uh, yeah, quitting for me has a direct correlation to things being hard. Like, I just don't, like, I don't want things to be difficult. I don't want things to be hard. I would rather laugh. I would rather have space. I would rather love. So when things get too busy, when they get too cramped up, I want to quit. When it's difficult for me to understand, I want to quit. When it gets to a point where it's past my natural ability and it's going to take me like exerting like a high amount of effort, I want to quit. And yeah, I think things that keep me from quitting at this point, I think right now it's knowing that on the other side of work, there's wonder. Like, there's wonder on the other side of work. And even when that work seems to be overwhelming at times, I'm learning that, yeah, when I press into it, like when I truly press into it, that, yeah, the pressure truly makes diamonds. Now, sometimes I think pressure crushes you. I think that, like, yeah, that quip is cool at times. That, like, yeah, pressure makes diamonds. Mm-hmm. Pressure crushes you sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Encanto, man. Encanto, yeah. The, the pressure's going to crush the house. Goodness. Goodness gracious. They should have listened to Burnout. Oh, surface Pressure is like the best song surface? in that in that movie. I mean, there, there's a lot of good ones. We, we don't talk about Bruno's fantastic, but Surface Pressure speaks to my soul. Surface Pressure is dope. I mean, the song that they sing when, like, Grandma's telling the story of what happened to them, like, at the river. I don't speak any Spanish, so I don't actually know one word of what's happening, but I feel, I feel it. Yeah, you just It's feel so it. good. I, yeah, I just, you just feel it. I just feel it. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, you know, that idea that, like, like what keeps you going when you want to quit, again, let me just bring this back to, like, personal epiphanies that I probably need to work on. Um, I don't know when to quit. And my fear of failure is what keeps me from quitting. My fear of, you know, it's interesting that in the beginning of this, James, you you talked about the difference between losing and quitting. Or, I'm sorry, losing losing and failing. Losing and failing. And to me, I haven't lost until I quit. And so I cannot quit because then I lose. Mm. And so, like, the desire to win is what keeps me going more than anything. Now, I know I know what I suck at, right? So, like, I'm not going to start playing volleyball because I'm bad at volleyball. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's, not, it's not that you would quit. It's that you wouldn't play in the first place. Right, right. And so, like, there are times when I will just choose to not even enter the game, mm-hmm. um, and that's just full abdication. Mm-hmm. Like, I only have, I feel like, two modes, and it's, like, going at 100 or full abdication. I have, like, no middle ground in anything um in just like all of life and so like the desire to not lose is what's going to keep me from quitting sometimes at the detriment of myself and so like i mean you've seen it in our house right like i will i will have fixated in my mind this house will be clean before i go to bed tonight and then i will exhaust everyone including myself because that house has to be clean before i go to bed at night and and it's, I mean, it's it's tough in my brain, to be honest. And, I and, wish we were video recording so you could all see me minding my business. 
<laughs> Sips tea. I am, my water is. Uh, like, so, I mean, I literally have had to like take on mantras uh, to remind myself to not like hyperfixate on things. Um, it's possible I've undiagnosed uh, ADD uh, or ADHD because I know like hyperfixations are like a huge part of that. But um, I mean, I remember times in my life where like I've had to leave sticky notes that like probably look really ominous to other people that say like no one will die. Like I've had to like leave stuff like mm-hmm. that on the fridge or like write it on a whiteboard, write no one will die because that's a reminder to me. No one will die if you do not finish this task. Which is really fun when we have guests come up and they see on the fridge. Yeah, just get the water out of the fridge. And they're like, no one will die. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it looks low-key ominous. But, like, but I've had to do it. I've had to, like, put them on my desk. And I remember my friend Katie, uh, my friend Katie picking up on that and then, like, doing that at her house and her husband uh, Daryl being like, bro, Katie, like what's happening in our house? Why does everything say no one will die on it? <laughs> and like, okay. Yeah. But like, like I've had to take on that mantra, but kind of what I realized a little bit in that is that just because I didn't finish it on the timeline that I said, doesn't mean it didn't happen. And so even, I even, I mean, like I've reframed some things like reframed what a win looks like to me. And I think that kind of helps me. Mm-hmm. Not quit is like reframing what a win is. Yeah. Um, but that that honestly was really, really hard for me to do is to is to retrain my brain on what winning looks like. Yeah. Like sometimes winning is just not quitting. Mm. I resonate I resonate with a little bit of that, um, slightly differently. I think that for me, you know, most naturally <laughs> despite despite what I said about school, I think most naturally in my adult life, I am actually like an achiever. I do I do measure a, a good day and a bad day based off of like what I accomplish. You are such an achiever and so big on like measurable wins that it's actually been, it's actually like shocking to me to learn what you were like in school because I didn't know you then. Yeah. Well, I think my work in school, I think in my mind, it was just an efficiency thing. Like, why am I putting in so much work if, like, I can put in so much less and still get a similar result? So uh, I think that's just me being manipulative to the system and kind of a jerk. But um, <laughs> but for now, like, I am, you know, I am, I do to, to, a, to a fault, to a great fault, um, my mood derives from, like, winning um, and accomplishing and achieving and whatever else. Uh, and so for me, it's actually, I, 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 the reason I say I resonate is because I, it's rare for me to actually quit. Um, I would rather be, I would rather be, we were playing uh, pickleball in, in Hilton head <laughs> and I was getting so ticked off because I kept losing to your brother. And first of all, your brother is just one of those people that like, you just don't want to lose to anyway. He's just like that. Um, like he's one of those people that's like good at, at things that he does. And I know he doesn't listen to this because he's told me, so I know I'm safe to say like, he's good at everything that he does. Um, but also like, I hate to lose the people like that. And I kept losing, but I'll be honest. The reason I kept losing is because I was playing with his 10 year old son as my partner. Like I was losing because I was playing with my nephew, not a whole other adult that, you know, has full function of their body. And, and I, and I kept losing and he was like, you want to switch up teams? And I was like, no, I'm going to beat you with this team. I'm not going to lie. I didn't. 
but it was <laughs> it, it, it was it was painful for me right so it's rare for me to quit what i realized about myself is that when that kind of like feeling creeps up in me that i do want to quit for me it needs to be a trigger of something much deeper it's a trigger that like i'm actually really unhealthy because that's that's out of my character to want to just walk away to want to run right I'm, I'm much closer to fight than i am to flight and so when i'm tempted to just like quit and run away and be like you know what forget this escape whatever escapism that's like that's like a that needs to be a big trigger for me mm-hmm. as to like i'm unhealthy so i need to stop forget actually what i'm doing and that's actually not even the issue anymore i need to stop and assess like why like why am i why am i unhealthy i need to unplug and i need to like rest and I need to, I need to find something that's like life giving and uh, to, in order to recharge because at a lot of instances, the reason that I want to quit is because, is because I'm unhealthy. And I'm not talking about like, I'm actually thinking of a specific instance where the right thing for me to do in this specific job was for me to quit, but it wasn't, it, the quitting wasn't the issue the feeling of like, why do I feel like I have to get out of here? Why do I feel like I'm suffocating? Why do I feel like I can't take it anymore? Mm-hmm. That health, that unhealth needed to be addressed first in order for me to arrive at the healthy version of a similar conclusion, which was ultimately to quit. But it was, it was, it had to be made out of health, not out of like me just wanting to give up and throw in the towel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think. I think it's good to remember like in the quitting deal that there are situations that are incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Like there are insanely difficult situations. I think about Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. I think about Jesus like, yeah, coming to a space with the father where he's literally saying like, Hey, if this cup can pass, like will you take let this it. cup for yeah. me, take like, it, let this, let this cup pass. Yep. And what's striking to me about, like whenever I read that, it's striking that Jesus literally, like at the beginning of Luke, Jesus is about to say, "Hey, this is what I came to do." Mm-hmm. And all throughout Matthew, he's going to say, "This is what I came to do. This is what I came to do." Mm-hmm. Like, this is who the Son of Man is. He's saying he's the Messiah, and then he's revealing to his disciples on multiple occasions that, "Hey, like, I'm going to be given up. I'm going to the cross. I'm going to die." But then there's this, yeah, there's this moment where Jesus, even though he knows his mission and he knows what he's supposed to do, there's this reality that Jesus is like, this is difficult and I don't want it. This is difficult. I know what the mission is, but Father, if you can take this, if you can take this from me, like, I don't want this. But even in that moment that Jesus, like, brings his truth and his true feelings to the Father, Jesus is still submitting to the truth of the Father's will. The Father doesn't take that cup, and Jesus doesn't quit. Jesus goes to the cross, and Jesus does what only he can do for us. And it's, yeah, it's a deal where I think it's okay to, like, it's okay to admit that things are tough and that you want to quit. I think it's even better to be able to admit that to God and to take that to God, knowing that you want to quit. But still in the midst of that, like submitting to the will of the Father. And I think sometimes for us, like 
that was a particular specific situation for Jesus. But there's times for us where I think like you may hear back from God, like, yo, go ahead and quit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, like, yeah, where God takes the cup in Jesus's case, the father didn't take the cup. I think sometimes like the cup can be taken from us, but I think in whatever the result is or the response is from the father, that's important that, yeah, it's important that we, yeah, we take that to him. I think, I think exactly that's the, that's the perfect illustration to go along with like the passage that I read the other day and, and, and has been stuck with me. I was on a moment where I had to, I had to pause and reset. Uh, and so I just started reading through Philippians because of our experience with, with, uh, with the great, uh, Lenny, Dr. Linville. I, I've, I have my love of Philippians comes from the stuff that we've learned from Linville. Shout out Linville, man. Yeah. Shout out to my guy. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he. Well, I went to I went to Philippians and I read through I read through the whole thing, um, and uh, and I got inevitably to uh, to the fourth chapter uh, to the sixth verse where it says, "Well, the way that people say it is, it says, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything, pray about everything." And I feel like uh, I feel like it just gets that's one of those passages that gets used and abused. But when you attach that to First of all, when you read what the text actually says, uh, which is don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God Mm -hmm. and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. When you attach that to what Jesus was doing in the garden of Gethsemane, in the garden, (laughs) um, that that passage to me takes on a whole different light and meaning to these seasons of wanting to give up. And it's, it's, I think what I was reminded of, uh, even before that is all the instances of miracles that Jesus does where right before he does the miracle, what he, he asks a question, he says, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? And I think, I think this like passage that we use is like, it's like, oh, you have anxiety. Like, well, don't just pray instead. Like that's, that's. That's not helpful. No. As somebody who's wrestled with depression and anxiety in the past and, and, you know, still, still occasionally like that's not helpful. You know what I mean? Um, but, but what is actually being said is, uh, when, when this gets to be too much because it will, right? Even Jesus who was God incarnate got to a point of being overwhelmed. Yeah. And so when you get overwhelmed through prayer, which is your open line of communication to the God where we, where, who reveals himself in the person of Jesus, where we derive our truth and our peace and our grace, go to him and make your requests made known. In other words, what do you want? Hmm. Like go to God and tell him what you want in the garden. Jesus is like, you know what I want, God? Not to have to be crucified. And that's just real. And what is, what then comes in its place, verse 7, is the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding. I wonder why Paul qualified that. I wonder why, like, Paul just didn't say, like, and you will receive the peace of God. But he's like, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. In other words, it's not going to make sense. And as I sit here and tell it to you, you're going to be like, that doesn't make sense. You know why? Because it doesn't make sense. 
It surpasses our human understanding. The peace is going to be greater than our overwhelmness. And we don't see how that's possible, but it is because it is. And Jesus goes, goes to work to guard your heart and your mind when you tell him what you want. It's wild. Call him up and tell him what you want. Rev, you listening, bro? We need you out here to sing that. Call him up. Tell him what you want. <laughs> you just call him up. Tell him what you want. Does Rev listen to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. Let's find out. This will be yeah, you know what? We're, we're about to find out. Yeah, we're going to leave it. We're just going to leave that Nobody say nothing to yeah. him. Nobody say nothing to Rev. Um, no, I, like, as you were talking... I was just thinking about um, what our friend Mike says. I can't remember if we've ever referenced him on here, but our friend Mike, he's a he's a great leader. But something he says in our huddle all the time is, it's not complicated, it's just hard. Yeah. It's not complicated, it's just hard. And it's it's not complicated, uh, it's, it's not always complicated to not quit, but it is hard to not abdicate like i think about um i think about like what's giving me the most trouble right now and honestly to be 100 percent honest what's giving me the most trouble right now is parenting four kids and it's not complicated but it is hard it is hard because like you know i'm an introvert i work full-time and i got four children tell me where i get to be an introvert <laughs> in any of those spaces right like even when even when i'm working like i'm a full-time writer but i don't get to do that alone i get to do that with a two-year-old and a five-month-old all day every day right like it's not like it's hard it's hard and so like something i started doing uh in december because i refuse to make it a resolution because i tend to quit those so i started it at the top of december instead of the top of january no mid-december i started uh, i made a list of habits that I want to introduce into my life. And every time I complete said habit, I get to color in a box. Every time I do the thing that I'm going to do, I get to color in a box on this little spreadsheet that I have. Also, shout out to Mike. Yeah, right. This was a Mike thing. And so at the end of each day, I look back and, uh, and I am honest with myself about what I did and what I did not do in that day. And what I have found is that like the best days that I have are the days that I commit to completing the things in that list. And, um, and what I've also realized is that while parenting these four kids is hard, actually not that bad at it. No matter how much I tell myself I'm really bad at it, no matter how much I tell myself like I failed my kids in that day, the boxes that are like the easiest for me to complete in the day are the ones that are like, which kid did I individually spend time with today? Because my goal is to like individually spend time with at least one of them every day. Because one of the things that I constantly tell myself is I do not have time in my day to spend the amount of time with my kids that I want to. Like, cause, cause they all need me in different ways. And so how am I meeting their needs when like I'm nurturing is not second nature to me. I have to work very, very hard to be a nurturing person. And so that was like, some of my goals was like spending individual time with them. Man, that is the box that I get every single day. And that was a really surprising thing for me to learn. Cause that's the thing that I felt the worst about. 
the th- the spaces that I that I don't get to complete are the ones that have to do with taking care of myself. Um, which I'm sure there's something to be said of that, of like, I'm not taking care of myself, so I feel like I'm doing bad in all these other areas. When the honest assessment was that I'm actually doing a lot better in all those other areas, the area consistently neglected is taking care of myself. And so, I don't know, it was just something really interesting to learn in, the, in, that, in that phrase, uh, it's not complicated, it's just hard, is like really, really what was jumping out at me the most. Like, it's not complicated to seek God, but it is certainly hard to remember to do it. It's not complicated to to pray. Like scripture says, like, hey, here's how you pray. Like you just you just pray. You talk to God. And we even get an example of how to do it in scripture. But it is hard to remember to do it. It is hard to remember to seek God's will above our own. It is hard to remember to go to him with every little thing because we feel like it's burdening him. But like it's not. I, I don't know that that phrase was just really ringing out in my head and it you know it, sometimes it's really not complicated to not quit but it is hard to not quit so ultimately i hope the way that um that listeners hear and receive this is like i hope i hope that people are receiving encouragement knowing that not only does stuff get hard and it makes you want to quit but that we have we have a father, we have a Lord and a savior that agonizes with us that like agonizes in that temptation to abdicate and to quit, to give up, to walk away, to just let it go. And to just let it be like that agonizes in that with us. Um, as we see Jesus in the garden, I also hope that people feel comfort and encouragement. Like I do in knowing that that same, that same Lord who agonizes with us, invites our our hurt invites our grievances invites the the hard things that make us want to give up because what he wants to give us in return when we bring those things to him is grace and peace like he wants us to have the peace that we're so desperately uh looking for i hope that people hear that it's not a burden uh to go to him that he actually looks for us to bring him these things and that ultimately all things unto him are not complicated Mm. because he's got it all right. They're not complicated. It's just sometimes they're really hard. And so in this season of, of wanting to quit, of wanting to give up, yo, we're right there with you. But I believe in a God that agonizes with us, that invites our burdens And that takes us with him forward, not just to the other side of this stressor, but into eternity. Amen. Amen. Man. What's up? Praise God. Love you all. What's up?